being who you are, Father God. You are the only one that can do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we can ask thank you, Father. We thank you because if there is none like you, Father God, and I praise your holy name. my sisters we are grateful for your presence in the house of the Lord one more time allow me to remind you of some announcements uh, this evening at 6 p.m. there is a revival at Louisiana College and it's open to the entire community. There's a great man of God from Nashville, Tennessee, that is coming to minister to everyone. So that's this evening, 6 p.m. If you want to hear great worship, there's a brother by the name Michael Smith very national, very popular, and he's going to be ministering, so please come and be a part of what God is doing. Also, this coming Saturday, in the morning, we have homegoing for one of our members, Brother Sam Reeves. So, if you will make your plan to be here at 11 a.m., I believe. Amen. Um, we will appreciate your prayers for the family and your support for the family. Amen. Also, that same Saturday at 6 p.m., we're going to have a concert. Our sanctuary choir will be having a major concert here in the sanctuary. So you don't want to miss that. We also have a guest that will be joining the choir, the Peabody Marching Band. So you don't want to miss that. These are very great event coming up and what we do just like we do be in between services there was there were people that went to church 8 a.m. this morning after they're gone they, they sanitized the entire building before you came in so we take very seriously this idea of protecting our membership from COVID or any variant. So always sanitize. Don't forget to take your shots. Uh, even your pastor had two shots. Amen. If they have a booster, I'll be right online. You know why? Because I don't want to die. <laughs> At least not now. <laughs> 
Amen. So please, let's try our best to keep our state uh, safe. Amen. And always wear your mask. It's always a good thing to have your mask with you everywhere you go. So indoor, wear your mask. All minds clear? Also, the following Saturday, which is August 28th, we have a COVID clinic on our campus here. So all of our parking lot will be used to offer fascination to the entire community. This is our way of helping the state of Louisiana, you know. That's the state we are in. So we want to help our governor, uh, all of our community, make sure that everyone gets fascinated to slow down or, or block this uh, variant that is going around. So please don't forget all these announcements. This evening at 6 p.m., Revival at Louisiana College. It's free. They don't even take up offering. So... <laughs> All you need to do is just show up and be blessed. So, amen. Also, this Saturday in the morning, homegoing at 11 o'clock for Brother Sam. At 6 p.m., musical concert by our Sanctuary Choir and the Peabody Matching Band. The following Saturday, the morning from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m., we have COVID clinic. We will have a bunch of our doctors here in the house and also nurses here, chemists, or pharmacists, I should say. They are working together along with the National Guard, so we will make this a very good contribution to the community. All minds clear? I want to say thank you to all of our guests. We appreciate you. We welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. We have in the lobby area a guest center. And let me encourage you to stop by there. We have a gift just for you. That's our way of saying thank you for being at Zion Hill today. I don't know what the gift's going to be. It may be a music tape, it may be a flying saucer, maybe a beach ball, I don't know, something. <laughs> so, but we just want to love on you. We want to say thank you for taking out of your busy schedule to worship with us. Amen? All minds clear? All right. Let's open our Bible to the book of Mark. And let me invite you to stand with me in reference to the word of God. You know, we go to court and the belly say, all right. And everybody rise up for some gentleman in black robe. So how much more the make of your soul? We're grateful. The book is in Mark. Chapter 13, verse 33. Just one verse today. 
Mark chapter 13, verse number 33. If you find it, please say amen. The Bible says, take heed, watch and pray, for you don't know when the time is. That's how simple it is. Take heed, watch and pray, for you don't know when the time is. While you're still standing, let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for another day's journey. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence here. Thank you for the word of God. Lord, I pray that you will explain it to us. Help us to grasp what you are trying to tell this generation. You already commit yourself that the word of God will not return void. And we say thank you for that. Now I just pray for those who are here, those who are live streaming, those who are listening on radio, watching on television. Everyone connected with this word today. I call them blessed in the name of Jesus. Help my preaching and teaching. Use me for your glory. For we know without you we can do absolutely nothing. And for any question that is here today, we pray, oh God, that you will provide answers. Thank you for forgiveness of our sins. Thank you for healing our body. Thank you for saving our soul. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. You may be seated. Our subject for discussion this morning is titled The Second Coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Second Coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. My brothers, my sisters, this is a message that you rarely hear in churches today. But it is true that Jesus is coming back. Not only have I come today to remind you about that, I've also come to warn you. Not only is he coming, not only is he coming back again, but you need to make sure that you are ready. Prepare your heart, your mind, your soul for the second coming of the Lord. That's what the Bible is talking about when the Bible says, take heed. By the way, if you're a Bible scholar, 80 times in the Bible, the word of God say, take heed. That's so many times God's saying the same thing. Don't take that lightly. I learned a lot about this subject, the coming of the Lord, when not so long ago I invited 
my in-laws to come from Africa to visit with me here in the U.S. They are Africans, and they've never been here, so I invited them. I want to take them to nice places in America. I want them to see Grand Canyon. I want them to see beautiful building in New York. I want them to go to the Capitol in Washington, in Baton Rouge. I want them to see very fancy places. I want them to learn the culture of America and, and, and learn the lifestyle that we live here. And sure enough, they came and we took them to different places. Uh, we went to New Orleans, for example, take a, a cruise over there around the Gulf, go around the city of New Orleans. They had a blast. We took them to the state capital, allowed them to meet the governor of the state and all the elected officials. They had a good time. We took them out of the country on a cruise. We went to uh, Key West and places in Mexico and in the Caribbeans for days, just taking them different places. And I never will forget one of the places we took them is Disney World, somewhere in Orlando, Florida. And bless God, uh, I am not a Disney kind of person. I would rather be home in my bed reading some nice books. But I was so amazed how they loved Disney World. I mean, they had a blast. They were everywhere, from right to right to places. They wanted to see every park. Now, by the time they see everything, I am worn out. Especially if you've not been exercising every day. Do not go there. And just about the time that I was trying to recuperate and just go to my hotel room and just fall flat. Then some of the staff said, there is one more show. And this is the finale of all the shows. You don't come to Disney World without seeing this one show. In my spirit, I'm saying, I don't care. But you know, my in-laws are there. You know, they gave me their daughter, so I'm trying to, to play along, you know. And bless God, the, the Disney staff say, everybody that comes to Disney World, you got to see this one. And it's some big castle. I don't even even till today, I still don't get it. What is the big deal about a house? You cannot go inside there. I don't see, I mean, the weather was bad that day. And, but obviously, I'm missing something because there were thousands of people. They waited in that bad weather to watch this crazy house. And bless God, they told us, what to do, uh, what to expect, and 
all the fanfare that would take place. They even tell us how to dress for the occasion. Of course, I ignore all of that. And man, did I pay for it. I went there in my church shoe. By the time I got back to the hotel, my, my food was all. <laughs> Needless to say, the reason why I messed up was because I didn't listen to the instructions. I did not pay attention to all the do's and don'ts, the dress code. I mean, they tell you everything before. And as I was really lamenting over it, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. He said, so shall it be on the second coming of Jesus Christ. A lot of people will miss it and miss out because they did not take heed to all the warnings, to all the instructions, to all the guides. So today, my assignment is to come and talk to you about that second coming, about the rapture that will take place, and to forewarn you and to remind you what you need to look out for so that you will not miss the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we know he's coming back? Where the first book of Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 16 and verse 17 says, The Lord himself shall descend. The Bible says he will descend from heaven and he will come with a big shout and with a voice of an archangel. The trumpet will blast. The Bible says the event is so spectacular. It is the, the best of all the events that the earth will witness. So much that the dead in Christ will get up. And then those of us who are still alive, the Bible says we're going to be caught up to meet him in the air. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to miss that. I learned a hard lesson at Disney World that if you don't pay attention, you don't follow instruction, you can miss out big time. I don't want to miss the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be quick. It's going to be sudden. If you're not careful, you will miss it. So the question this morning is, when? When is he coming back? What's the date? What's the hour? What year? The Bible says, Nobody know the day. Nobody know the hour. But what you do need to do is to take heed. To take heed means to watch out for it. 
It means to look out for that day. To take heed means to pay attention to what is happening all around you. I believe with all my heart, based on what I'm seeing in the world today, I believe that time is very near. I am convinced that the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is at hand. Ladies and gentlemen, the question is, how do I know that? Well, I'll tell you how I know. You check the book of St. Mark, chapter 13, verse number 8. Because the disciples had come to Jesus and they said, okay, we know you're coming back. You told us you're coming back. We get that. But can you tell us the date? Can you tell us when? So we can be on the lookout. And I was so glad Jesus did not tiptoe around it. Jesus told them exactly what to look for. He said, the date and the time, I don't know that. Only the Father knows. But this is what will happen. So you can tell when Jesus is about to come. He said to the disciples, he said, nations will be going against nations. Isn't that going on right now? He said, kingdoms will go against kingdoms. He said, there will be earthquakes. There will be famine. There will be all kinds of trouble. And by the way, he said, that's just the beginning. And if you look at the world around us, you see examples of that already taking place. I hope I don't have to tell you there's been many hurricanes. If you live in Louisiana, many of you can probably think about two or three hurricanes that has taken place. I remember one was so bad, people were floating like jellyfish in the water. I could not believe my eyes. People were packed in a football stadium like a sardine. It was tough. It was a rough time. What about tsunamis? The other day I was watching the TV and in Japan where they had the Olympic. Before the Olympics, there was this huge tsunami that came and just like a big wave of, of land and water all combined, just rushed through town and crushed the houses. I watched automobiles floating. I watched people being swept away as if they're just a piece of tiny papers. These are things that Jesus is talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, we've had fires. More than 18 different states have been affected this year alone with wildfire. 
as I'm talking to you right now, part of the Europe is on fire. Ladies and gentlemen, earthquakes. Yesterday I was preparing for this sermon and they were reporting on television right in front of me. Earthquake in Haiti, 7.2 on the scale. Needless to tell you, all of this comes with devastation and death. And what about COVID-19? As I was getting ready to minister to you, I went on computer and just Google how many people have died of COVID-19 in the U.S. I was stunned. More than 600,000 people. More people than in any wars. I even Googled how many have died worldwide. More than 4 million people. The state of Louisiana is just a little over 4 million people. That's like saying the entire state died. Nobody. No. It's been a serious problem worldwide. Everything Jesus was talking about has been taking place. Notice one thing. Every time preachers talk about his second coming, they always call your attention to natural disasters. But let me submit to you, there is more than just natural disaster that the Bible talks about. The Bible also talks about what you need to watch for as far as human characters, as far as human behavior. When the Bible says, take heed, these are the things you need to look out for. And I'm afraid we are there right now. If you check out 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning from verse 1 through verse 9, Apostle Paul began to give us details of what we need to expect at his second coming. Beginning from verse 1, 2 Timothy chapter 3, the Bible says, in the last days, there will be perilous times. In other words, there will be all kinds of dangerous situations. All kinds of difficult times. And we are there already. Verse 2 says, these are evidence of what you need to look for. He said, men and women will become lovers of self. And you'll be surprised how much of that is going on. People are just all about themselves. You can pick any subject. They don't care about the interests of the United States. They don't care about the interests of the society. They're just looking about themselves. Me, mine, mine, mine only. 
The Bible says, folks will become lovers of money. Ain't that the truth? The love of money has become the main thing now in our society. Folks worship money that they worship God. Some people, they cannot even remember the last time they come to church because they are busy chasing dollars. The Bible says men will become boastful. People of this world will become prideful. People will become disobedient of their parents. Isn't that going on right now? Some of these kids, you cannot tell them nothing. If you say good morning, they'll die 911. Children killing their own parents. Parents killing their own children. It's been a mess. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says people have become so unthankful and so ungrateful. I was reading this, I said, my goodness, somebody really knows what is happening up in here. The Bible said the world will become unholy. Aren't we there already? They will eat anything and smoke anything. They'll do anything but the right thing. The Bible says in times like these, people will betray even their own friends. You know you low down when you betray your own friends. But that's going on right now. Folks, the Bible talks about they'll become lovers of self. Lovers of pleasure. More than they love God. I share with my congregation this morning, I love to watch the news. Not because I'm crazy about it but because I want to stay informed. And every time you turn on the news, and nothing but negative stuff. All you hear is like, you see, the fulfillment of everything Jesus talked about. They will be telling you, oh, somebody got shot today. Oh, somebody got hurt today. Oh, somebody got raped today. Oh, somebody got beaten up today. Hello, somebody. They will say, good evening, breaking news. Somebody them died. And it just goes on and on. Don't get me wrong. It's not like when I was growing up, yes, we have people that disagree with one another, but we don't kill each other. Even in the midst of our disagreement, the worst you can get out of us, we might say, your mama. But when it's all over, everybody will come together. 
and keep living together. But nobody punching each other. Nobody killing each other. Something is going wrong. I believe the, the coming of the Lord is very near. Even way back then, growing up, you know, people drive on the highway and people act ugly while they're driving. But the most would do is to pick a finger. But now they will shoot you on the highway. You're just minding your own business, just driving. Pow! It's just crazy what's going on nowadays. You, you pay attention even in this local community. You hear about murder, shooting, just about every week. I say, my goodness, what's going on? And the Holy Spirit keep reminding me, when you see all these things, when you hear about people committing suicide, all the high crime report, this is a fulfillment of what God has warned us will happen in the last days. Even in South Africa, I've watched people just looting and just, just breaking into homes and just shooting and killing each other for little or nothing. The Bible says, in the last days, people have become lovers of self. They're greedy. Money is their God. They're boastful. They're proud. They're disobedient to parents. They're disrespectful to parents. Ungrateful, ungodly, hateful, and slanderous. Some people will pay others to slander another person. Just to mess, mess your name. People will steal your identity. Do you know there are places you can go and, and, and slide your card? It's amazing all the craziness, all the foolishness that's going on. And that's not to mention the addictions. People are addicted to drugs, addicted to sex, addicted to alcohol. Only God knows what else. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a bad thing when you have to betray your own friend. Some people will betray their own spouse. Some people will betray their own family. Goodness gracious. What is going on, America? People have become so reckless and so prideful and full of themselves. When you say they're full of themselves, they'd rather go to nightclub and get high and, and, and sex with anything, any. I mean, they sleep with the goat and cat and, and dog and just, just all kinds of. Them. 
Did I say that? <laughs> Jesus. What is troubling, ladies and gentlemen, these are people who are raised in the house of God. They were raised. But now, God is no longer on their radar. We live in a very self-centered society. The question this morning, what can we do? How can we change this culture of me, mine? What about me? What about me? What about me? What about me? Instead of turning to God, they would rather turn to the Facebook. They would rather turn to Instagram and TikTok. Is it TikTok or TikTok? Tik? Whatever. I don't know about you, it is a dangerous thing to risk eternity for some of the mess that's going on now. As much as I love social media for ministry, I refuse to be tutored by fools on social media. The Bible says, take heed to what you hear. Take heed to how you hear. The Bible says even the church is in a mess too. Verse 5 says, we're having a form of godliness. But the power of God is absent. And we're in that day right now. So what do we do? How do we get ready for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible says, take heed. He said, watch and pray. We may not know the day, we may not know the hour, but you know things that you need to watch out for. And it's already happening in our own eyes. The Bible invites all of us to be holy because our God is holy. Part of the problem right now is that even those of us who profess to be Christians, we are becoming too comfortable with sin. It's no longer a big deal. And you see people sinning every day. People are becoming comfortable in their mess. Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? When God said, be ye holy, we don't even understand what holiness is anymore. Many of us think holiness is being a part of the Koji church movement. But that's not holiness. That's just another denomination. Just like we have the Baptists, we have the Methodists. Holiness is not any denomination. And holiness is not just speaking in tongue. Because some people think if you just, 
If you just speak in tongue, you must be holy. But that don't make you holy. Holiness is not doing without earring. I know some of you, you, therefore you come to church, you don't have nothing on, so I look holy. Bless your heart. That don't make you holy. Some of you think, well, I just no, wear makeup. That don't make you holy. If you need makeup, you better. That's just enhancement. Amen. And some of us need it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Amen. Some think if I just don't wear any jewelry, or if I have my dress all the way to the ankle, that don't make you holy. Ladies and gentlemen, holiness is when you adopt a lifestyle that is pleasing to God. Holiness is when you live a life of sanctification. Holiness, ladies and gentlemen, is a way of life. It's consecration of yourself before God. I share with my congregation this morning how we grew up in the church, you know, and you will see young people on fire for the Lord, hungry for the things of God. Now they would rather play video games. What on earth has happened? How did we lose? Jesus is coming back again. I remember how young people will pray so hard in, in the world, in, in the church house, that man, the whole church would be on fire. Little kids. The power of God will fall upon them. And the old, the old folks, they will stand right on your right, on your left, while you're, you're seeking the Lord, while you're praying fervently before God. And they're there as your support system. One of them will be on the right will say, hold on, hold on, hold on. The one on the left will say, no. Let go. Let go, let go. Sometimes you get confused as a youngster trying to figure out which one is which. Do I hold on or do I let go? But then as you grow up, as you become an adult, then you understand better what they're really trying to say. Because in essence, they're telling you to hold on to God and let go of sin. Hold on to God. And let go of drugs. Hold on to God and let go of alcohol. Hold on to God and let go of casino. Hold on to God and let go of adultery. Hold on to God and let go of lying. Let go of stealing. Let go of hating. Let go of killing each other. Hold on to God. 
And the problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that the reason why we're having difficulty holding on to God is because, like the computer, you know, computers have so many links. You can stay in this computer and link with another computer. That happens to me yesterday. I was going to Shreveport. True story. And I was trying to get uh, a GPS on my telephone. And the next thing I know, I typed the address on my telephone and it showed on the screen of my SUV. I said, huh? What in the world is going on here? I'm talking to you, not to you. But they link up. The problem with church folks nowadays, we're in the church, but we are linked to the devil. So the power of God cannot move. We have one foot in the house of God. We have the other foot in the world. Some of you, you can't wait until the church is over. You're going to mourn her. Mm-hmm. I asked somebody one day, I said, where is Mona? They say, your church members are there. I was stunned. Now, don't get me wrong. It's just a good, it's a place of business. Uh, the family is making a living. But my goodness, what has happened to Christians? Because we are so linked with the world. So, and that is why an average sinner trying to come into the house of God, they can come in because when they look at who is in the house. If you're not careful, you'll go to hell right from the church. So what do we need to do, brother pastor? Each of us need to clean up our own house. From the pulpit to the pews. Nobody is excluded today. We have to clean up our house. I believe the reason why we are so comfortable with sin is because we don't truly believe Jesus is coming back. If you truly believe that Jesus is coming back again, you will not stay in your sin. You will not remain a mess. You will not make a career out of being a player hater. I believe with all my heart that so many people who are hungry for the Lord on the street. The hold up is that when they come in here and they see the same mess that is on the street. An African prostitute, she is tired of walking the street day and night. She wants to come back to God. A crackhead knows there is no future in drugs. There's a vacuum in his life. He wants to come back to God. But many of them cannot come in because of what they see in the house of God. 
That's why the Bible says, be ye holy. As I, the Lord, thy God, am holy. So it's time, my brothers and my sisters, it's time for us to get rid of all this anger. People are shooting each other just because they're angry. It's time for us to get rid of all this envy. If God is blessing somebody, be happy for them. One of my associate preachers came to church this morning with a brand new Jaguar. Hallelujah. I said, brother, I'm happy for you. Get rid of all this envy. Get rid of all this jealousy. The house of God is not a place for player haters. Get rid of your sin. We don't need to be comfortable with sin. The Bible says, draw near to me. And I will draw near to you. So whatever is going on in your life, whatever is going on in my life, guess what I need to do today? Guess what you need to do? Begin to get rid of it. Make room for the Holy Spirit. The Bible said in Philippians chapter 3 verse 14, it said, don't even allow the things of the past to stop you. You know how we make mistakes in the past? I've done things in my own life that I'm not so proud of. It's not just you. But the Bible says, Paul is talking, say, forgetting those things that are behind me. I press towards the mark of her calling. It's a new day, it's a new season. So you don't need to call me, Pastor, you, where I've messed up already. No. You can always come back to God. Well, Pastor, I had a child out of wedlock. So? God has forgiven you. It's a brand new day. Press towards the mark. Press through your pain. Press through your hearts. Well, pastor, you don't know. I served time. I said so. I went to Angola one time just to minister and bless God. One of the gentlemen there introduced himself to me. He said, I'm a member of your church. He said, but I'm ashamed. I said, brother, no, you don't need to hide from me. I said, I have things I'm ashamed of. I said, press through your pain. Press through your mistake. If you fall down, get back up again. Jesus is waiting with his arms wide open. He, he wants to love you. He wants to receive you back. That anointing that he has placed upon your life. He wants it to be reactivated for his glory. You are in the world, but you're not of this world. 
Get ready for his return. In the name of Jesus Christ. I challenge every one of you here under the sound of my voice. Don't go through life as if there is no tomorrow. Jesus can appear just like that. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. The question is, will you be ready? Take heed. Watch and pray. Amen? Amen. Everybody stand to your feet. Come on, give the Lord God a clap offering. Come on now, celebrate him. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. I want to open the door of the church. If you're here today, and you have not accepted him as your Lord and as your Savior. When we talk about his second coming, he is coming back for his bride. He's coming back for his own. Today, my brother, my sister, you can make that decision. Now, I want to pray with you. If you have not accepted him as your Lord and as your Savior, I want you to repeat after your pastor and say, Lord Jesus, I recognize I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. You know, in the name of Jesus, I believe that God sent you to this world to die for my sin. I, I confess that with my mouth. I believe it in my heart. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I am saved. Say like you mean it. I am saved. Amen. Amen. I don't want that rapture to take place. And you see some of us going up and you are still down. No. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. The way you get there is through Jesus Christ. Not only am I believing God for you to be saved, if you're here today and you want to be a member of this church, I can tell you one thing, this church is going somewhere. This is a, a church that is destined for great things. Today, you can make that decision and say, Lord, I want to be a part of what you're doing in this church called Zion Hill. I also want to invite those of you who are live streaming with us. There is a way that you can join this church, the e-church members of of Zion Hill are in thousands. All you need to do is just text me and, and just say, Brother Pastor, I may not be there in your city, but
but I want to be a part of what God is doing in Zion here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So if you're here today, and those of you are in the house, and, and you say, yes, pastor, I want to make Jesus my Lord. Or you say, pastor, I want to join this church. Or you say, pastor, I've been a Christian, but the Holy Spirit is speaking to my heart. I don't want to be like you at Disney World, not ready. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. If you fit in any of these categories, don't worry about who is looking at you. I want to pray with you before you leave. Will you have the courage to come here right now to the front? I want to just pray with you before you leave. Let's sing that song.
those who have come. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit moving. I thank you for those who are in the, in the social media line dialing in for prayer right now. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, I pray that you will meet every need. I pray that you will heal every wound. I pray that you will create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. Bless those who have come, oh God. Grant them the desires of their heart. Lord, I thank you for a fresh beginning. Thank you, oh God, for watching over them. Thank you for divine covering in their life. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord God a clap offering. Come on, give the Lord God a clap offering. Before we go, ladies and gentlemen, I want us to worship God with our giving. Believe me when I tell you, this is very, very important part of our worship. You know why you worship God with your mouth, with your hand? It's also equally important that you worship God with your pocket. This is your way of saying, Lord, I thank you. And we have so much to be thankful for. If you have nothing in your mind to be thankful for this day, you ought to be thankful for the word of God. The word of God is precious. This morning, I gave the congregation a clue into how much time is involved in preparing to minister the word of God. I would never go to anywhere to proclaim the gospel without being prepared. Sometimes you give just to say, Lord, I thank you for the word. Do you know there are nations where people are not even privileged to hear the word of God. And maybe you've come today, you just want to say thank you for what God did for you this week. He woke you up and put you back to bed. Woke you up, put you back to bed. Woke you up, put you back to bed. Every day, faithfully. Six thirty a.m. this morning. God used one of my deacons to wake me up. He called me and said, "Pastor, it's Sunday. I want you to get up." That was six thirty. God is beautiful. I said, "Brother Beauregard, thank you." Then I went back to bed. I almost missed church. <laughs> oh, I said, Lord, I thank you. For you give me another chance. Woke me up again second time. See, we have so much to be thankful for. You give. You say, Lord, I appreciate you. I'm grateful. Thank you for my job. Thank you for watching over my children. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my strength. Do you know people are dying? 
But here you are, you're clothing your right mind. Amen. You don't even know what is in there, all these fairings. But you go to work every day, you come back home. So you give. You say, Lord, I thank you. There are many ways you can give in this church, you know. There are ushers at the back of the, the door there. You can just give while you're going out. You can mail your offering to the church. Just put on the envelope. Sign Hill Church Family. 312 Hunter Street. Pineville, Louisiana. 71360. You can also text your offering. Just, just put Zion Hill, dash, the amount, and then you text. See, we have a, a number you can text. 73256. That's if you don't want to be bothered by anybody. In fact, I'm in the process of getting a QR. I put it on the screen. You can just scan. And we'll put it in the lobby. So this church is very progressive. We'll give you every avenue to worship God. And if you need an envelope, all you need to do is just raise your hand. The ushers will serve you. I don't want any week to go by without you giving thanks to the Lord through your gift. Some of you are businessmen and women. You want your, your business to go up. That's how you honor God. I watched my own wife today. She has some apartments. And she was writing the check. In my spirit, I was rejoicing. I said, you know, you know how to be blessed. The more you give, the more God gives back to you. He gives seed to the sower. And I just want to pray with you as we get ready to worship God with our giving. Father, I thank you that this house is full of sowers. Lord, I thank you that you are faithful to your word. You give seed to the sower. I speak increase in the life of every giver in this house. Lord, I pray that you will add more and more to them. Abraham was blessed. He was rich in cattle, in, in silver, in gold. Lord, I pray for that kind of anointing upon every sower in this house. I pray that you will take them and place them in a land of more than enough. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Remember to give us you. You go out. Thank you for being in church. The choir will bless us one more time. Thank you, worship team.
Trumpets call, lift your 